0: The excitement is building for the return of ACL Radio's Blues on the Green this year. Mark your calendar for two nights of music, food, and fun, Tuesday, June 11th, and Wednesday, June 12th. We want to thank all of our sponsors, specifically Circuit of the Americas, for helping to keep ACL Radio's Blues on the Green free and open to the public in Zilker Park. Blues on the Green is an Austin tradition, and we look forward to seeing you again this summer. 2.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. The phone numbers, you'll need them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. Use them. That's call or text. You know, if you text, you get a smiley face emoji back instantly. You can also reach out to me on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it this week because things are going so well. I just saw with the valuation on Twitter or X is now at $19 billion. Uh, that's slightly less than 44 just so you know. Uh, on Twitter or X, it is at Jeff Ward Show. You want to respond and post comments, you can do so. Just don't suck. Get to the point. Make the show better if you can. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Make sure you check out the podcast That we drop each afternoon. Subscribe to it. The Jeff Ford Show podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts. Same with the YouTube channel as well. That seems to be doing pretty well. Even though I look like Shrek. Uh, Subscribe to it. The Jeff Ford Show on YouTube is dropped each afternoon also. The college football playoff rankings. Nerdy and boring. And typically it doesn't really matter. It does now. Right now, actually, it matters. People would say, well, what does, it, you know, what does it mean, and why do they matter? And usually, it's the case that this time of year, the first time this ranking is released by the college football playoff committee, which I'll describe to you, um, typically doesn't really matter. Um, but it does this time, oddly enough, and for weird reasons. It does matter now. The first rankings that just came out mean a lot for Texas, a lot and not in a good way. The ranking also, and I think this is going to be an argument going forward that you can pick any number of sides, but I don't think this is the last time this comes up and I don't think I'm the only person that's going to notice this. So the rankings, the first rankings mean a lot for Texas. The ranking means a lot. Because of Michigan. Okay, it means a lot because of Michigan. And the ranking as of now, uh, just so you know, and I think it's important that we point out sort of the bigger number here, but the ranking now is, it goes Ohio State. The reason for that is this committee, which I'll describe in a second, this committee on first run puts a lot of emphasis on schedule. So Ohio State has a, has a couple good wins. So it goes Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Alabama's 8, Oklahoma 9, Ole Miss is 10. By the way, Kansas State is 23. Uh, undefeated Air Force, just for conversation, at 8-0, is number 25. Have you thought about this? Of the top 10 that I just read out nine are either going to be in the big 10 next year or the sec nine of the 10 11 of the current 12 because next year is a 12 team playoff 11 of the current 12 are either going to be big 10 or sec programs Florida state strangely enough Florida state's the only one that is not going to be a big 10 or sec program in the top 12 And I think it's entirely possible Florida State ends up in the SEC before long. So I think a pretty decent case within two years. All 12 of them are going to be in in either the Big Ten or the SEC. Okay, just a quirky sidebar. The College Football Playoff Committee, it's a group of 13 people, most of whom are athletic directors at different schools, including, this is important now, the AD from Michigan. That is important to remember. Maybe really important to remember down the stretch. It's a bunch of dorks. It's a bunch of nerdy dorks. The Texas angle here, though. So Texas sitting at uh, Texas sitting at seven. Uh, whether you agree or disagree with that, let me just tell you the implications of why that matters now. Here's what Texas needs to get in the Final Four. Next year's a 12-team playoff. Um, different world altogether. But as of now, for Texas to get in, I think it's a stretch. You would say, well, seven, but they all play each other ahead of them. Yeah, it's not. No, the numbers aren't working out well for Texas. Virtually the exact same thing, everything I'm about to say, also applies to Oklahoma. If you look at it this way, you know, I brought it up yesterday, and that is whether or not the Big 12 will get left out altogether of the Final Four, and you're going to see why that's likely the case both Texas and Oklahoma could be on the outside looking in for the exact same reasons. First reason, it's bad for Texas, bad for the Big 12. The only way they got a chance to get in is to win out and win out convincingly. Every single week, blow people out. For Texas, Oklahoma's got a little bit tougher schedule, although the Big 12 is not very good. But for Texas, they're going to have to blow people out because there's nobody left on their schedule outside of Kansas State who's in this poll, what did I say, 23 or 4? Nobody's any good left on the schedule. And this committee has already made it known that of schedule is a big deal. A really big deal, actually. If you're going to put Ohio State number one and argue, and they have argued, that we did it because of their competition. So it's, that's working against Texas. So they're not only going to have to beat people throughout They're going to have to get style points, and style points equates to just blowing people out. It's a stupid system. It's a really, really stupid system. But that's what it is right now, and style points matter, and the only style points Texas can get because of lack of strength of schedule is to just blow people out the rest of the way. That's point number one. Number two, Alabama needs to win out. Alabama fixing themselves... Having a quarterback that doesn't quite suck as badly as when Texas beat them in Tuscaloosa, Alabama winning out helps Texas. The Texas win over Alabama looks better every week the goofy college football playoff committee gets together, as long as Alabama wins. They might get beat soon, and that hurts Texas. That helps. Uh, Three, Florida State has to lose. I don't know there's any other way to configure this where Oklahoma or Texas could get into the Final Four without having Florida State lose. And I think the reason there is the ACC gets shut out if Florida State loses anywhere along the way. They don't have the street cred that the Big Ten, I would say the Pac-12, and the SEC would have. They're a little bit like the Big 12, and that is if you don't go undefeated, you're out. For Texas or Oklahoma to get in, Florida State has to lose. Um it's a must have. Number 4, the Big 10 the Big 10 needs, this is weird, it needs for Texas and Oklahoma, they need the Big 10 game. The only game that really matters. They need Ohio State to blow out Michigan. That sounds stupid. I know. I'm just telling you what Texas and Oklahoma need. And I would argue they would need Ohio State to blow Michigan out. Won't happen, I don't think. Um, Why that would help is that two things. As of right now, Michigan's schedule, I think, is 111. They don't play anybody. There's another part to Michigan we have to talk about. but But the football part is they don't play anybody. And so... If you you wanted Michigan to drop and to drop quickly, you can hang the lack of schedule over their head. And then if they were to get blown out by Ohio State, Texas and Oklahoma could hope. All these other things have to happen too. But Texas and Oklahoma could hope that Michigan would drop lower than them. Um, Or you would hope that Oregon would lose. Same kind of thing. Same storyline. I don't think that's going to happen either. But... Michigan loss, I mean, it's got to be a really bad loss against Ohio State. Um, Their schedule's a joke. They've got a scandal hanging over their head that every single day becomes more of a Coen Brothers movie. But, you know, Texas and Oklahoma have to hope that one really bad-looking loss, one dumpster fire of a scandal, and they would fall out of the top four. That's about it. Um, And some of that stuff can happen. Washington could lose. I, I don't think Florida State loses. I don't think Michigan's. I don't think the stuff happens the Big 12's way. But that's, that's it. If you're scoreboard watching, I'm pretty sure those four things have to happen. All of them. All four of them have to happen. Now, here's something that is, can it help the Big 12? Not right now they say it's not, but appreciate this. It's going to get a lot more play in the coming days. It's going to get a lot more play just because it is laughable. It, it really is. This spying scandal at Michigan, when I called it a Coen Brothers movie, it really is materializing as a good Coen Brothers movie. So it's possible. In fact, no, I'm going to say it's probable. Watch the noise. Watch the piling on. Watch how this thing starts to generate even more attention. And it's possible schools like Oklahoma, and Texas, and Oregon start to make noise about the Michigan spying scandal. You're going to think I'm crazy. But they would be the ones to make it to pile on. Oh, there's other people piling on now, trust me. But they want the scandal to blow up. They want it to blow up because they want this committee to care. They want this committee, this committee of dorks, one of whom is a Michigan AD. They want this committee of dorks to start to feel guilty, to start to think that Michigan is guilty. If there was ever a time and a place for Oregon, Texas, and Oklahoma to get their own private eyes, although it's not that difficult, they would need to start pushing this scandal. And... The scandal, of course, involves everyone's favorite new porn name, Connor Stallions. What a piece of work this guy is! But I'm telling you, for Oklahoma, Texas, and Oregon, you need this thing to blow up. You need it to blow up in Jim Harbaugh's face. You need Connor Stallions to do all kinds of crazy stuff, because the committee, this committee of dorks, oddly enough, has already stated publicly, and we're going—we can argue this. Because I think it's a pretty interesting ethical dilemma. So the college football playoff committee, uh, by the way, which I don't think should exist, um, the playoff college football playoff should be 16 teams. It should be conference champions. It should be wild card teams selected. And it should be just like the NFL, like everything else in college football. But it's not. It's not. you got a committee of 13 dorks. The committee of 13 dorks, one of whom is the Michigan AD, has already publicly said the scandal doesn't matter. The Connor Stallions porn name scandal doesn't matter at all. And there are arguments to be made either way. But if you're everybody on the outside looking in, you wanna, because this, these are people deciding this, and you wanna push the narrative that Michigan is trash. The porn guy is worse trash and Harbaugh knew all about it to the point that this committee starts to feel like, you know what, we got We got to downgrade them. We can't let this go. Right. The committee comes out today. They have a director, another athletic director of I think is of NC State or something. And so they came out today and um, he said it. We can't let it matter. That's not our business. Which I think is pretty interesting. So the committee has already publicly stated, one, they're going to ignore the Michigan spying scandal for now. But I think you could I think you could generate enough noise, enough pictures of the porn guy, Connor Stallions. And they're coming out now. It's getting more bizarre by the day. I wonder if you can have a full-on public relations, full-court press that starts to influence that committee. Next thing you know, they think Connor Stallions is the devil. They downgrade Michigan entirely. Just wondering. But they've said what matters to them as it relates to Michigan. One, what doesn't matter to them, they've said publicly, is the scandal. The spying scandal, of which there's a new level that is even more comical. Okay? Uh, strength of schedule with mi- working against Michigan. Okay, remember, you're Texas, you're Oklahoma, you're Oregon, you need Michigan to be completely blown out of the water. Michigan's strength of schedule is 111. Um, that, of course, makes the spying even more outrageous. You don't play anybody to cheat. How idiotic to cheat to spy on a, a schedule that's 111, right? That's unbelievable. It is Number two, the committee will ignore the scandal. They say, for now, even though it's piling up, and Michigan ultimately could end up forfeiting all these games, and I think that's an important thing to consider here, that the punishment ultimately would be, as long as you have the porn guy on the sidelines cheating, going Navy SEAL on people, they get busted. Sounds like they are. Then they're going to end up forfeiting the games. You got to plant that seed with the committee. Number three, the Michigan athletic directors on the committee, so you know there's going to be pushback. Uh, it's just wild. But think of that. Do you think that is a possible? That has an effect on this committee. I think it might. I think a lot of people are now going to start debating whether or not you should have a Final Four team where you've got video out now of the porn guy, the Navy SEAL guy, James Bond guy, dressed up in the other te- <laughs> other team's colors on their sideline. So let's talk about the, uh, the porn star guy. He's not really a porn star. He just has the name. Connor Stallions. I wonder if that's made up. You know what? Do we know that for a fact that his name really is Connor Stallions? Can that possibly be someone's name? Get this. So here you go today on the, and I don't, just going black helicopter on you. You think someone's not pushing this narrative they got to bust Michigan? Because just today, the day the committee comes out with the rankings, The day the committee comes out and says, hey, look, what Michigan has been doing doesn't matter to us. We happen to see Connor Stallions spying on Central Michigan. That's dumb. That's dumb. That's unbelievably dumb. We got video of the great Connor Stallions on the Central Michigan sideline in Central Michigan gear, allegedly. So... Apparently, they've been spying, allegedly, on everyone, which is remarkable. It is remarkably dumb, and I wonder if it's going to stick to them. You know, here we go through this process of trying to final, final four. Does it start to eat away at the credibility of Michigan to the point that this committee of dorks decides to downgrade them? If you're a Texas, if you're an Oklahoma fan, if you're an Oregon fan, you're going to push this narrative. You are. Don't be shocked to hear the head coaches and AD start talking about how Connor Stallions and Michigan are the devil. I think they're going to push it. But think about how dumb, if true, it's hard to believe it's not true because we're now seeing pictures of the great Connor Stallions on sidelines. Uh, how he got there, I don't know. But remember, we've, the taxpayers have trained this dude. They break the rules against Central Michigan. They have a cream puff schedule that's 111. They have one game on their schedule at the end of the year. And they play nobody, not named Ohio State. That's like, that's like shoplifting a six-pack of beer if you have $3,000 in your account. It's cheating. It's cheating, allegedly. It's cheating for the sake of cheating. It's just, it's over-the-top stupid. Now, I assume they're going to throw the porn guy, well, porn name, excuse me, porn name under the bus. But here's the here's the argument now. here's Start to think about this. Is it fair to say Michigan, this is what the committee on day one, the committee of dorks on day one has decided to do. Is it fair to say Michigan deserves to be considered innocent right now? Is it? If you're in, uh, you know, some uh, airport Hilton and you're meeting with 12 other people to decide this and somebody says, what are we going to do about Michigan? Somebody says, you know, hand me a bagel. You know, if I saw a video of the dude today, if they're busted, they're going to up forfeiting the game. So think about this. Is it fair to say to take the position today and all the way through the end of the season, no matter what comes out, no matter what pictures of Connor Stallions we have, no matter how many drones or whatever the heck the guy's been doing trained on our nickel, is it fair to take the position that we it's not our decision to punish Michigan for this? Is that the righteous position to take no matter what you learn? because that's where they are right now, okay? Because it matters a lot to Texas, Oregon, Oregon, Alabama, Oklahoma. They're going to argue that's our spot. Give us that spot, because they're going to end up, once they get busted, here's what they're going to say. Once they get busted, they're going to end up forfeiting those games anyway, right? So they're going to say, I think you could say rightly so, Texas, Oregon, Alabama, Oklahoma are all going to say that should be our spot. That's not fair. Look at him. We got, we got the guy. We got Connor Stallions. We're in the other team's colors on the sideline, which apparently is what's coming out today. He's just hanging around some other team's sidelines. Why they let him down there, I don't know. But remember, taxpayers, we trained him. Um, but Texas says, you guys got to punish them. This isn't okay because that's our spot. And if... Is it fair to say that they're going to miss out on a Final Four this year? They may never see it again. Right? So I think that argument, on top of all the other stuff about this committee, for the first time ever, it's kind of interesting because you got this giant, the elephant in the room is this cheating scandal, this spying scandal. And whether or not it is righteous to sort of compile the evidence yourself and punish Michigan along the way. That's what a bunch of schools are going to want. The other side would be, no matter what we see or hear, it's not our job to punish them right now, even if it screws over Texas, Oregon, Alabama. Because even if and when busted, they'll end up forfeiting these games. The other schools are going to argue, see, had you let us in, had you you downgraded them, we could have had that spot. That would have been the right thing to do. How about that? And yes... Apparently, you have to sneak in against Central Michigan to beat Central Michigan. I don't even know what the score of the game was. It was a blowout. Unbelievable. All right, phone numbers is 512-834-1027 on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. It's at Jeff Ward Show. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Thank you, Smoker Voice. Um, okay, the Ray. <laughs> The Raiders have fired their coach. How about this trifecta on the same evening? They fired their coach, their general manager, and pretty much fired their quarterback on the same day, the quarterback of which they just made a giant deal to get. Question. Rank the worst-run franchises. We could do all of sports, but it could take a while, so this part is easy. Rank the worst-run NFL franchises of the past Well, do present day, the past five years, the past 10 years, and the worst run franchises in your lifetime. I'm going to guess they end up being the same franchises. (laughs) The bad ones today, the ones that suck today, yeah, they've sucked your whole life for the most part. So these are organizations that just can't get it right. I'm going to argue there's some hope, not much, but some but if you look at them they just can't they can't get it right. I do want to hang I do want to throw this out too though. Because you know the NFL is the NFL got its wish. Well, sort of got its wish. The NFL wanted the networks didn't like the football team in Washington being terrible anymore. The NFL didn't like the football team in Washington being terrible anymore just so happens that the owner of the Washington football team, Washington FC, was also a perv in a train wreck. But there are a lot of pervs and train wrecks that own NFL teams. So, as I've argued throughout the summer, the NFL was going to make sure he disappeared. They killed him off by making sure that someone else paid him $6 billion for the franchise. Check. The NFL got what it wanted. It needs somebody to run that team better. The NFL doesn't like signature franchises being a dumpster fire. The networks don't like big markets being a dumpster fire. So they do their own sort of cartel kind of way of killing off the owner by paying them a bunch of money. I think the same thing is going to happen elsewhere. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind because the NFL has at least one person in mind to fix a franchise. Amazon. Bezos, that, that's who they want to take over, in my opinion, one of these franchises that suck, okay? Because they believe his money and expertise is going to fix them. So think about the worst franchises, think about the worst franchises of present day, the worst franchises of the past five years, the worst franchises of the past 10 and your lifetime. They can't get it right. The Raiders now, who fired their coach, general manager, and quarterback in the same night. The Raiders, get this, have now had 12 head coaches in 20 years. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. The old man ended up being a Mass Al Davis, and his son with the Mo Howard haircut is a goofball. They can't get it right. 12 coaches in 20 years. Josh McDaniels who, of course, because he worked for Bill Belichick, means that he's going to be a great head coach because that's the template teams have been following now for about five years, and not one time has it worked out. But, ooh, Josh McDaniels once coached Tom Brady. Have you noticed how everybody that was in sort of that patriot tree, they were hugely successful when Tom Brady was around? When Tom Brady's not around, have you noticed that none of them work out at all? There seems to be kind of a consistent pattern here. And that is, if Tom's in the building, you win. Tom's not, you suck. So Josh McDaniels has been fired. And I don't know if anyone can look this up and find out if this is a record. But this guy is such a tool. He has now been fired twice in the middle of the season in less than two years for two separate jobs. He hasn't completed two years on any of the jobs. Go ahead, hire him now. Go ahead. He was whacked by the Broncos. Remember that? He was whacked by the Broncos. He drafted Tim Tebow. Who can't throw? It's kind of a problem. So he gets whacked by the Broncos, I don't know, midseason. The season didn't finish. That's less than two years for that job. He gets the Raiders job, which was dumb to begin with. He gets the Raiders job because... Oh, I don't know. He once coached Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady probably made him look good. He gets the Raiders job and he doesn't make it two years. And he gets the quarterback that he wants. He wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. Got him. He didn't last two years for that job either. Uh, The worst franchise is right now in order. Are the Raiders worse than Cleveland? No, I don't think so. The worst franchises today are Arizona, who's a train wreck ownership wise. Cleveland, beyond a train wreck, and the Raiders. I would also put in a group. I'm sorry, it's going to be Carolina. It's going to be Houston, although things might. I know, I know. But Jeff, we're going to fix it. Yeah. Well, up until recently, you have not. So it's going to be Arizona, Cleveland. I, my opinion, the Raiders for sure. Carolina, Chicago, there are people in their lifetime, the Bears have never been good. There are plenty of people in their lifetime where the Raiders have not been good. There are people in their lifetime, the Cardinals have not been good. No one, unless you're old, have the Browns been any good. So I think the worst franchises are... Cleveland, who's going to win the title, is having the worst contract in sports history for Deshaun Watson. The Raiders, who are consistently stupid. Arizona, which is just, they're like the they're the Browns of the desert. Carolina, Houston, and Chicago. Who else? I don't know. Who else would belong in that list? Because I'm going to point out the upside. The 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 potential to fix yourself is there. The Chargers feel like they're close. I mean, you got to be a certain age to know a time period in which the Chargers mattered. And that's... They're they're working their way there. They keep getting draft picks and they keep making stupid decisions with stupid coaches. So the Chargers are on the cusp. I'm not going to put them with the, with the others. Ah, who else would be on the cusp of that? The Giants? Yeah. There was a time. Now here's the upside. So if you are... They don't have any fans, but if you're Arizona, Cleveland, the Raiders, Carolina, or Chicago, here's the upside. Jacksonville, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Detroit. If you go whatever your age, Detroit has not been good in my lifetime. Not even close. Cleveland has barely mattered in my lifetime. I give you Brian Sipe. And Sam Rattigliano, but John Elway beat him. Um, so there, there's your there's the hope right there. I mean, if Detroit can fix itself, and Detroit might end up being the top seed in the NFC. Laugh all you want. If Detroit can fix itself, if Jacksonville can fix itself after Urban Meyer messed everything up, you got a chance. The Raiders and the Browns. I, th- I think, in my opinion, when the title is the worst franchises, uh, f- certainly for anyone under the age of 40, it doesn't the, the Raiders of, of John Madden and the Hall of Famers and all that stuff that when I was a kid that they mattered, they were one of the winningest franchises in all of sports. I mean, if you're less than 40 years old, th- th- that doesn't matter. That means nothing to you. Absolutely nothing. Even John Gruden, part two. Didn't work out. That Your generation under the age of 40 has never seen a decent Cleveland team. You've never seen a Detroit team, for sure. You've barely had a blip of the Raiders mattering. And Chicago, no, Chicago didn't matter either. The worst franchises of all time, Cleveland, Detroit, Arizona, Washington has now found their way. I should have included Washington has found their way into being a, a train wreck. I mean, a lot of us, we grew up and that was a a dynamic franchise, not now. Carolina, same thing. It's Cleveland, Vegas, Arizona, Washington, Carolina. They're the worst right now. They're the worst. And that means there's no hope to getting better. You know, they just, it's like um, at some point in your life, you've worked places where you know they just don't know what the hell they're doing. You're on borrowed time. All of these franchises, uh, keep this in mind, my whole Jeff Bezos thing. I think Arizona's first up in the chopping block. I don't know how, since the Raiders showed up in Vegas, I don't know how you kill off the NFL kind of way. Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, I don't think that one happens. Uh, Washington, you fixed. Uh, Carolina's a, a hedge fund guy, so you can't move that dude either. So it's really a matter of Arizona and Cleveland finding a way to boot those guys out so Jeff Bezos can take over and fix it. Maybe. That's the way I think this is going to play out. But the Raiders, as of now, are in the territory of Cleveland and Arizona. Can't get any worse. On Twitter, it's uh, at Jeff Ward Show, phone number 512-834-1027. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. All right, way to go, Smoker Voice. All right, to Twitter or X or whatever it is where the valuation has gone from $44 billion to nineteen. Business students, that's not good. Just to let you know, curve down, bad. Curve up, good. All right, on Twitter, it's at, I'm sorry, X, it's at Jeff Ward Show. At Jeff Ford show, the Raiders might as well hire Chad Feldheimer as coach. Just go with over-the-top dumb. Own it outright. What do you mean go with over-the-top dumb? They are over-the-top dumb. I mean, what says things are not going well more than firing your coach, your general manager, and your quarterback in the same night? I haven't even looked. Who is their quarterback now? What are they going to do? At Jeff Ward show. Sorry, this Connor Stallion story has me thinking of bad horse puns. Do we know if that's really his name? I mean, do we? Taxpayers, what have we done? We created this dude. Uh, Sorry, this Connor Stallion story has me thinking of bad horse puns. Here they go. Harbaugh needs to rein stallions in. Harbaugh needs to ride stallions to victory. A little bit of a reach. Harbaugh needs some ivermectin for the stallion situation. (laughs) Who had ivermectin being mentioned again on the show? Huh? I've made that on my list of things I never want to say again. I never want to say ivermectin again. I never want to say social distancing again all right here we go more of it uh, at jeff Wards show okay if you if you didn't know this now just to appreciate one his name they say is connor stallions he works for the because he's becoming a household name so we got to go with we gotta get some background here he is a an assistant at the university of michigan he makes fifty five thousand dollars he went. To, I think he went to the Naval Academy. He is a we've we've paid a lot of money for Connor Stallions, taxpayers. He was a an intelligence officer, I believe, with the Marines. On his LinkedIn page, or what used to be his LinkedIn page, he he talked about how he could bring um, intelligence skills to football. So Connor Stallions, over the course of two years I think it is maybe three I'm not sure has been doing his um, has been doing like this uh, the spying and so he would buy travel around the, the country to go to games the Michigan opponents which I know you're gonna say well why is that illegal um, you're not supposed to record them even though you get all the video you want to see it's not for a lack of information about other teams that's ridiculous to assume that these college programs like Michigan don't have access to everything their opponent is doing. Okay, it's all there. Um, and so he's recording them. And now it turns out one of Michigan's opponents, you know, because they really went at a risk of losing to Central Michigan, there's now a video out of the great Connor Stallions on the Michigan, Central Michigan sideline, wearing Central Michigan gear. I think they're the Chippewas. Why I know that I don't know. I believe they're the Chippewas, and there we think it's him. There's still frame fo- <laughs> There's still frame photos of him on the central Michigan sideline. Or somebody who looks a lot like someone named Connor Stallions, which I'm not even sure is a real name. All right, we keep moving forward. Oh boy. At Jeff Ward show, Jeff. Connor Stallions is a good friend of mine. I too am a college football spy, and all of his spies are a tight group. My daughter, Cheyenne Cinnamon, dances at the same club as Connor's daughter. Dakota Reigns. Take care. Danny Mustang. <laughs> uh, greatest names of all, greatest fake names of all time. Who was, who was Ron Mexico? Wasn't there someone who went by the name Ron Mexico? Um, what about Anthony Weiner? Didn't he have a? Was he Ron Mexico? What was his name? His name was Weiner anyway. Um, at Jeff Ward Show, Jeff, you've mentioned you have a background in baseball. I do. Why can't college football use the points for versus point against as part of the criteria when ranking teams, as they do in Little League baseball? Not relying on one hundred percent, but at least uses, or do they use it now? Um, okay. Well, the, the the best example of of soccer does goals against, goals for, and goals against. It's used as a tiebreaker. Typically, um, they don't use that. The college football committee doesn't have a formula. I mean, to your point, they don't have a formula. They say, which I think a formula a computer would be better than thirteen dorks in a you know a airport Hyatt, but they don't have a formula except they do that came out today and said they really place a great deal of emphasis on strength of schedule schedules are ranked and Michigan's 111 and I'm not sure Ohio, Ohio State's slightly better. So look, this is silly. You, you don't need a committee. Okay. The NFL doesn't have a committee. The NFL has a system, how you make the playoffs, they have a system, how to make the playoffs. You want to make it simple? Have a system as to how teams make the 12, it should be, 16-team playoff. Problem solved. Win your league seems pretty reasonable. Okay? Uh, I don't know, you know, the problem with if you had the formula of goals for points for versus points against... A lot of coaches at these um, you know these these programs that get their ass handed to them. You know, remember most college programs, they only have about three or four tough games a year. You only really play light competition two or three times. It's not like the NFL. So a lot of people would say, including you know the central Michigans of the world, if you have a points for versus point against system and that's how you make the college football playoff, they're not just going to beat them 47 to zero. they're going to beat them 147 to zero. So I, I, don't, I don't think it would look good. I think we'd get some really horrific scores, even worse than what we get now, if it were part of the system. But I do agree. We, there should be a system. You're going to have to find out how you select wildcard teams. You win your league, you're in. Or if you want to say the top two in a league are in, how do you decide the wild cards? is the issue. Right now, the whole process is selecting wildcards by a committee. I don't, think, I don't think points for versus points against would look good. I think that's just, I think that's begging for trouble. Uh, at Jeff Ward's show. So bizarre to see a Patriot assistant fail miserably as a head coach. I mean, not so bizarre. Remember what I said. When, everyone who worked with Tom Brady was remarkably successful. When Tom Brady is not around, notice how these same people are not very successful. There seems to be a common theme with everybody in the Patriots tree, and I'm pretty sure that might end up being Tom Brady, including the old man who coaches the team. Uh, at Jeff Ford Show. Every time I listen to the show, you seem to bring up Trump. You obviously don't like him. You think? Who does? Like, who are you? <laughs> um you obviously don't like him, and that's fine. But as a sports show, it makes me turn the station. Well, you turn it so much, you're listening. You mean you want me to be more like the shows you don't listen to? Okay. I think my last mention of Trump, although I happily mentioned his neckbearded sons, too, um, there was a very serious sports connection to Trump in the discussion I had yesterday. And I, you know, it came up about the startup league, the USFL. The USFL, I know because I was around then, was uh, really going pretty well. And what killed the USFL, as I talked about, there's a documentary about this, what killed the USFL was Donald Trump's stupid decision. Otherwise, you would have two leagues to this day, I think, I don't think you'd have one giant league. I think you'd I think you'd have two leagues. I do. I think it would have made it. I think it was well on its way to making it. Yes, that was my reference to Trump, and it's impossible to mention the USFL without mentioning Trump because, well, he ruined it. There you go. Um, had it been somebody not named Trump and they had killed off the USFL as well, I tell you this much, I would have mentioned their name too. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.